Welcome back to the New Age Music, <coughs> the New Age Music Promo Podcast. I am Ryan. I'm Jim. <laughs> uh, and today we're going to talk about some marketing techniques for people who have little to no marketing budget. So that way we can start growing that career up. Uh, Jim, what you starting with today? Um, well, um, I want to address something real quick, cause this is going to be more so about the marketing with no budget. Um, <laughs> something that I deal with, uh, regularly with people that I work with are their decisions to not use their platforms to market. Now I, I, I see both sides of this coin and this is more of just like a frustration pain point for me when working with clients. Um, so in talking with one of them yesterday, uh, it was stated that <laughs> I'm a creative and social media is not really my thing. If that's what your excuse is, the first time that you get on social media, cool. But you're a creative that lives in a digital world where everything is done through social media. Yep. You have zero chances of revitalizing a career, refreshing a career, building a career if you do not use social media. This hands down. Fucking hands down. So any creative out there who's like, oh, I'm a creative. I don't want to do the same things other people do on social media. Well, then maybe you shouldn't be a creative either because I, I don't have an answer for you. So that was brought up and uh, I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, if you're a hipster artist like social media is not your forte you want to not shower and drink ipas and hope that the people who live in your hipster neighborhood are enough to support your your craft is that too mean to say i don't think it's too mean to say um and then the other side of it too uh back when i worked with riff um <laughs> riff always talked about how he didn't want his social media to look like a walking billboard and I, I get that as well. But uh, yeah, when you have an, an audience, uh, I think at the end of the day, you don't have to do what everybody else does. You just have to be yourself. Sure. I think that's that's really the key to what I'm trying to get at here. I don't, I don't need you to be an echo and follow every single trend on TikTok to try to get into the algorithm. Just be yourself. Like be the person that people liked you for right showcase your personality showcase what it is that you're doing showcase what the fuck you're trying to get across to people and they'll migrate you don't have to do go stream now on every post yeah i mean i'll tell you this every time i feel like i had this conversation recently i don't know if I, we said this on the podcast but um one of the hardest parts about working with riff was just simply that when you're an artist, you have you have a perception about how you look or how you want to look. And it is vastly different than how people perceive you or why people like you. So for instance, um, every time that we were marketing merch and Riff uh, had to have Matt come over to the house, he had to have his he had to have his beard perfectly cut, he had to have his hair perfectly mulleted down or perfectly braided and he had to be wearing five hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry he had to have some girl with her ass out that merch 
sold like shit. But every time Riff ran around the house with his hair a hot mess, playing with his dogs, making his funny catchphrases on the spot, man, that merch sold like a motherfucker. And we tried to tell him over and over and over that the authenticity of being yourself was so much more valuable than him trying to portray someone who he's really not. And and he never got that because he wanted people to believe that he was like this rich fucking dude. And he wasn't. He, he wasn't rich. His manager was rich. So it was just... I don't know. That was just a tangent I was going off of because like, I, I hate that. Like The people who have the platform who complain about using their platforms. Right. Like, do you realize how many fucking people in the world would kill to be in your position? Like, right. oh, yeah, if, you, frustrating. if you have a platform, use it. Also, it's not like the old days where you're going to get on radio for promotion. You're not going to get on TV. This is the only thing that's going to actually promote you. And you're not going to even build or regain things <laughs> by just being heard. They have to see you. Yeah. But uh, anyways, um, on to the topic of the actual podcast. Uh, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one because uh, I I actually don't deal with people who don't have a lot of money um, because they're the most fucking annoying to me. I hate to say it, I don't mean to say it like that, but like that's why people, if people listen to this podcast, is they want me to say the things that are true. I will tell you this right now. The people I, that pay me the least amount of money ask the most questions. And the people who pay me the most amount of money ask the least amount of questions. I have to constantly validate myself to the people who have lower budgets because they don't, they, they always say, Oh, I get that. It's a slow build. I get that. I get that. And then like month three rolls around. They're like, Hey, can we have a conversation? Can we talk about where we're at? I'm like, yeah, we're right in the middle of where I said we were going to be in a three to six month period. Like I, what, what do you want to talk about? Right. Like, well, the well, I need to see more returns. I can't force people to buy shit. Right. Have you done all the things that you said that you're going to do? Product releases, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, I digress. Uh, you go You go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I think there's quite a few things that you can do with little to no budget to like get yourself out there, get your face, get your brand out there. Um, obviously, the basic one is the TikTok and the Reels content, putting your lyrics on the screen, making sure you're using your sound, tagging your sound, trying to get in the quote-unquote algorithm with that. Uh, but there's, I think there's a handful that people maybe don't think about. Um, and one of those is, <clears throat> as we said on the other podcast, is YouTube is still the biggest music streaming platform. So what I started <clears throat> noticing is there's a million channels that just have lyric videos for music, whether it's heard music, popular music, undiscovered music. So and it's almost every genre too, whether it's pop, whether it's rock, whatever. So you look up, say somebody that's close to you, say you're in rock, you look up Blink-182 lyrics, right? There's going to be a million unaffiliated with Blink-182 pages that are uploading this kind of music. So if you go to their about page, you look at the contact info for who uploaded it, you send them your song, send them your lyrics, and then they upload your song to that channel if they like it. And your song is then introduced to all of those new subscribers that that channel has. Yep. Um, and also that does the content ID. So then your music's getting royalties for you on return. You're getting the fans. And a lot of times the people will go stream you from the YouTube source. Yeah, uh, something else just to tackle on the YouTube side of things is uh, I know people are really big on content ID, but if you're just trying to get up and coming and you're trying to like break into YouTube, you should uh, turn off your content ID 
you should reach out to gaming channels. You should reach out to um, people who do uh, reaction videos and just let them monetize their videos with your audio. Give them an actual like reason to want to do your stuff. Should I mean, it may cost you 20, 30 bucks, maybe a hundred bucks to get them to actually like do a re <laughs> excuse me reaction video. And hey, it may only get 30 views, but I'll tell you what, if you look up reaction videos on YouTube, the first two pages are filled and with the most frequently visited ones and all those other smaller guys are always the recommended ones on the side. So that's how I came across, uh, what's his nuts, Cryptic, um, Screwface, Screwface Gene, uh, Stevie something, Stevie. I was trying to say his name yesterday. I can't think what it was. Let me, let me look up who this other guy is because I like him a lot. Yeah, and while you're looking that up, you can probably answer this question because I don't know the answer. Um, what is – so you're turning – is it is it for gaming that would – if the content IDs on, whether, whether Twitch streaming or whatever it is, that they that it'll get blocked so that way you – like why are you turning off the content ID for the gaming? Because you're allowing them uh, – you're allowing them to monetize the video. Oh, like on their channel. Yeah, if it has gotcha. if it has audio in it, um, your audio in it, they can't monetize it. That makes sense. So there's, so there's no reason for them to do the reaction. That makes a lot of sense. Um, now I can't find him. So there's 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 a ton of these guys on here, man. There's Trasher Pass. I like I like him a lot. Um, there's uh. There's in the clutch, ENT. These guys are hilarious. Um, there's uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, what the hell's his name? I just said this name yesterday. Now I can't think of his name. Uh, what in the good gosh gracious? There's the Cartier fa Cartier family. Uh, what in the, what is this dude's name? Uh, Eminem reaction videos. Cause he's a, he does a lot to Eminem. Stevie Knight is who it is. Stevie Knight. Gotcha. No life, yeah. no life shack. That's it. <clears throat> oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. He's no good. life shack. Just blew up doing Eminem reaction videos. <laughs> Plus he's hilarious. He is too funny. But yeah. anyways, um, do that type of stuff, you know, reach out to these guys. Everybody's probably doing it. So again, you still just have to kind of, you know, understand the fact that you may not be a priority, but you know, be, be persistent. Um, that's the YouTube side of things. And I was actually going to say something off of that because we were talking about reaction videos. Sorry, I'm having brain farts today. I had a lot of conversations yesterday. You good. But uh, yeah, when you're doing the email and reaching out to them, sometimes they don't respond to their email and their Instagram will be there and they may be more responsive on Instagram. Or if they just have the email, make sure you're sending follow-up emails because they probably get a thousand submissions at least a day. Oh yeah, for sure. You remember what you were tacking on yet? No, I don't. I feel I feel stupid right now. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of it. This eye um, cream is like burning my face. But then one of the other ones is one that I've, done for years it was one of the ones that you told me to do in the beginning um and i know twitter is kind of dying right now but find people who are similar to you and follow people who have liked their most recent tweet if they yep. follow you back message them don't send them your link don't be like hey check out my music I actually have an interactive conversation with them what i do is i'm like 
hey, have you ever heard my music? I can send some links if you're down to listen to it. That way it's interactive. You're not just bombarding them with <clears throat> quote unquote spam, but then they're hitting you back. You're starting a conversation and then it's actually open for feedback. Um, <clears throat> that's going to that's gonna make them invest in your journey too because they feel like they know you. So it's going to have a little bit more personal relationship. And that's really what your fans are going to want is that feeling of being involved with what you're doing. Yep. I agree with that. Still trying to think of what I was, what I was going to say, and I can't. Um, on the, I'm, I'm trying to go down through all of the social medias. On the Facebook side of things, is there any that you know of that's good for no budget? Uh, I mean, it's all just like the little tips and tricks uh, that I would say I would recommend for all platforms. Contests are always big. Um giving away free stuff if you have free stuff. But then again, if you have free stuff to give away, you probably have a budget to spend on marketing. Right. Use your artist page, yeah. not your personal. Yeah. Use your artist page, not your personal. Um, Facebook, to be honest, no, it really isn't. Facebook is, is all monetized now. It's everything is, I think like I read something, 97% of their revenue comes from advertisers. So, Didn't mean to do that. Did you see my water bottle just squirt? <laughs> no, you, you're blurred out everywhere else. Um, um, uh, yeah, Facebook, I mean, no. Got, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, if you got nothing for Facebook, I have a few for uh, Instagram and TikTok too. Yeah, go. Shoot. Um, so, Bang. So Instagram is the, what you you look on any YouTube video of how to get more Instagram followers or how to get more Instagram plays or anything like that. They're going to tell you to use the trending sounds or use the trending filters. And I say, don't do either of that. <laughs> just... uh use your sound if you're distributing your music use your sound on the video clip and then pick specific parts of it so maybe don't upload the whole song maybe you're uploading four bars with a picture that's aesthetically pleasing or you're doing and the and the lyrics are just floating across the screen or you're doing literally in front of your microphone like this and it's four parts of that whole verse so that way people are intrigued to go tune into it um, and then have value with what you're doing, whether it's a motivational thing. Don't like, don't just hop in there and say like, I fuck mad bitches and I get money. Like people aren't going to follow you for that. But if you have something that's behind what you're saying, they might tune in and invest in what it is that you're doing. But what if you fuck mad bitches and you have mad money? Then maybe post a porn hub. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. I remember <laughs> what I was going to say, by the way. Okay. Uh, so I mean, talking with Jaron yesterday, we had this debate which we both agreed upon that uh who the fuck listens to playlists can anyone answer me that question i listen I to playlists casually if i'm chilling or if i'm in a car ride or whatever i don't listen to playlists to discover an artist so that's where so we were having this debate yesterday where like if i'm an artist i'm focusing more on youtube than i'm on spotify that's my personal opinion because visually people get to see you visually. They get to see you. YouTube has so many more options between shorts, music videos, their advertising is so much better. Their ability to be discovered, I think is so much better. And on top of that, with the whole content ID thing, you have the ability to find these people so much easier to communicate with them to either, you know, 
Inquire about them uploading lyric stuff to their channel. Inquire about them doing reaction videos. Inquire about using your songs in their in their uh, um, gaming gaming uh, videos. I mean, dude, take them down from 2012. That song's got like 9 million views on YouTube from gamers using that shit in their stuff, like in Belgium and France. Like, I could probably go do a sold-out show in France right now because that song has been played so many damn times. I'm being dead serious. So it got me thinking with Jared. I was like, who the fuck listens to playlists? Nobody. I don't know a single person that's like, oh, bro, check out my, just check out this Spotify playlist I just discovered. No, they're either all bots. They're third party that are owned by distributors who use that as a way to leverage you getting into a deal so they can put you on bullshit playlists. Or they're editorials that you're only going to get onto unless you're with a fucking label. And right. I'm sorry, who the fuck listens to Rap Caviar? Maybe you liked it because your favorite song got added to it, but bro, I, I would never listen to this shit. Yeah, I, like I said, I like I listen to them, <clears throat> and and a lot of times when I listen to them, I think people listen to the algorithmic ones, the editorial ones. <laughs> I think are hit or miss, but I think the ones that are like customized and made for you by Spotify, like your release radars, your uh, Discover Weeklies, um, your mind yeah, mix, that, like again, your daily those, mixes. Those are editorial playlists. They're algorithmic. They're based on your listening habits. Yeah, but Spotify, that's owned by Spotify. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's based on your listener. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that is still a fucking... I don't know what I'm trying to say right here, but the point that I'm really trying to make overall is that if I'm going to listen to a playlist, I'm listening to an artist playlist, like an okay. essentials. So like for me personally, I'm not, I'm not old... But I'm not. I'm. I'm better at technology than fucking everybody I know. So what I'm saying is that I have playlists on my phone. Okay, I use Apple Music. I think Spotify is fucking dumb. I think every actual all music streaming services are fucking dumb. I'd rather buy CDs to be honest. That's how old I am. <sighs> Anyways, those playlists are shit that I put on those playlists. Okay, it's okay. nothing that Apple is determining for me. Yeah, sure. Apple will make suggestions on new stuff out based upon the late like artists I listen to the most, I'm fine with that. But what I'm saying is like, I'll be like on a long car ride and I'll be like, damn, I haven't listened to Nelly in a while. I'm not fucking going to look for anything other than a Nelly's essential playlist. Sure. Which that's put together by Apple by his biggest songs. That's not a playlist that somebody at fucking, a or somebody at Apple is like, hey, we're going to dictate who the fuck gets on this. And on top, but that's what I'm saying is like, who is fucking listening to these playlists? Yeah, I think there is a lot of consumers who listen to them but like like i tell a lot who? of people who consumers fans like i think that's the playlists in the fan scheme are kind of looked at as the new quote-unquote radio where people are just hearing the song casually and that's how people like know it like you walk into a uh not that people shop in physical stores anymore but you go into stores and that's the things that are playing is the playlists dude i could tell you is that a wrinkle okay i could tell you right now that the, the way to discover music is fucking TikTok. Oh, 100%. That's how you discover yeah. artists. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, nope. I'm going to have to go pull like a bunch of 18-year-olds. I'm going to pull up. This is going to sound really weird, but next time I'm at the Y, I'm going to take a piece of paper in there and I'm going to ask all these high school kids, hey, man, how do you listen to your music? Because I want to fucking know. Yeah. like I see, like, when I'm, when I'm refereeing basketball, like, I see this girl at the thing doing, like, Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat. Like, bitch, you just missed a basket. 
Can you get off your fucking phone? Like, <laughs> it blows my mind. Who the fuck is listening to Spotify chosen playlists? I, I think your mind would be blown. Know. I think your mind would be blown at the amount of people who listen to them. But what I like, what I tell people but, who are but, like, okay, but okay, but are they using it for artist discovery? Or are they using it because they like the music that's on those playlists? Because this is where I'm going to sound old. All new rap sucks ass. That's what I was. That's what I'm getting to. Is I don't think people listen to them with the intent to discover a new artist. And this is what I tell people that submit to us, and they're like, "Well, I want to be on playlist. Can you guys help me get on playlist?" I don't think people discover music on playlists anymore. I think people go to the playlist for the vibe. Say people are in the gym, they're gonna put a gym playlist on. Say people are in the car or they're just in in a party or a party setting, they're gonna put the vibe of that playlist on. So it's gonna be a casual listenership, and they're not gonna. Maybe they'll save the song to one of their own personal yeah, playlists, but, but they're not gonna dive into that artist's catalog. Shouldn't that be taken into consideration though? So like, here's something else too. So like you have to pay, like public spaces have to pay licensing fees to like publishing and songwriting uh, performance royalty organizations. Okay, but here's the thing. Those royalties are less because of the fact that it's not someone choosing to listen to a song. It's in an open space where music is just as playing like as part of the fucking atmosphere. Sure. Shouldn't that shit be taken into consideration when it comes to maybe it is and maybe I'm just totally just fucking wrong on all this. But not only the the payout that an artist gets, it should all it should also be determined where the song was played, in what determining factor it was played, and that should have a, a, an effect on how much money they get paid for that stream, and also that should not go towards their monthly listeners. Like if put it this way, if let's just use an artist for example. Do I really think that there are 45 million people out there that listen to Jack Harlow? Yes. On a monthly basis. But I know I'm rambling here, but just follow me on this path. The point that I'm making is, is there really 45 million people on a monthly average? Like, is there is there a quota on this 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 scale that you have to listen to an artist this amount of times? For you to be, for that person to have you as a qualified monthly listener, it's one less. You get what I'm saying? That's fucking stupid. You should have to. There should be a quota to be able to be on that statistic because it's misleading, especially for someone who's a promoter. <coughs> and two two statistics are used as uh, basically the benchmarks for why you should book an artist and why they're worth this much money. It's their IG follows and it's their Spotify monthly listeners. Well, I don't think Spotify monthly listeners should go into it. But it does. I know, but I don't understand like why. But you see what I'm saying here. Yes. You're you're choosing you're choosing a platform as a metric that you we're totally off topic right now, yeah, but I'm are. totally fine with that because this is the kind of shit that needs to be aired out. Instagram does not allow you to use fucking links. So why is that a determining factor? If the artist has a million followers on Instagram, they've got ten thousand on TikTok, they've got five thousand on Facebook. Instagram should not be taken into fucking consideration. <laughs> if you cannot click a link from their largest social media platform, it should not be taken into consideration. Hands down. Secondly, what? why? No, I mean, I'm saying, like, I thought Instagram, you can put a link in bio and you can put link a link in bio. In story. That's it. I'm talking about a main grid post that you put up that more people are going to see than anything else, that you can put more money behind and will stay on that, stay on your page. 
when you run an ad? Can you add a link or no? You can, but it's still it's it's it has to do with all the, the tracking bullshit with Apple and all that crap. Like it just becomes sure. insanely a lot harder. So I think that's horseshit. And if someone ever sends me that as their press kit, I'm like, go fuck yourself because I need to see some hard data that shows me you're worth this money. Secondly, the Spotify thing, this all is like coming to me like right now. This is how this happens. And I'm, we're doing this. This is live. I haven't rehearsed this. This is coming out of my mouth. And I'm, I feel like I'm making very valid fucking points. There should be, and if, there, if, if someone comments, watches this and comments, I'd love to know this information. There should be a minimum amount of, it's almost like, um, hey, for you to be Facebook, your monetization to work, you have to have uh, X amount of uh, minutes played on your videos per month for you to get into the qualification to be monetized. It should be the same thing on fucking Spotify. If we're going to put such an emphasis on someone's monthly listeners, especially like promoters and people who are talking about how big an artist is, then there should be a minimum amount of minutes that they get listened to by that person for them to fall into the category of a monthly listener. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'll be very honest. What you're saying I, probably, I don't agree I, with what you're saying. Why? Why? Why should one song play qualify you as a monthly listener? You're not a monthly listener. Bro, I listen to Mike probably 500 minutes a month. Maybe fucking more than that. I'm a monthly I, listener. I'm a fan. You well, listen I, to one song one time and you get lumped into a monthly listener? That's stupid. I, I think that's a weird stat. Like, I, I don't think that the monthly listener, like... <clears throat> so if you were to take every single person that counted as a view on YouTube and at the top of your YouTube channel, so every time if a YouTube video gets clicked as a view, right? One view. That one view is by one person, right? <coughs> so if you were to loop, loop in every single time that one view happened by one person and put that stat on the top of a YouTube channel, that would be that would say this many people listen this month. That's essentially what the Spotify monthly listener stat is. No, that's not even close. Yes, so it's so if, no, it's 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 the view and a stream. That's the same. It's the equivalent, right? View but and the a one, stream. But the one view comes from one stream. So Dude, the one view no. comes from one stream, right? So if this no, person that, no, listens no, five hundred no, times, no, it's no, still one monthly no, listener. No, no, no. That you're don't, not even on the same page. That would be like saying I have ten videos on my channel, on my my YouTube channel, and all ten, ten um. If one okay. person watches Actually, all no, ten, no, it's no, still no, no, one no, no, listener. No, no, no. I know, no. It can't be. That's not a fair metric. And I'll give you a perfect example. Okay, if you premiere something, and someone's and when you premiere it and it shows one thousand people watch this at the same time, cool. Those one thousand people you're telling me now qualify to be monthly listeners to you. No, they watched it one fucking time. That would be like saying I have 10 videos that I dropped on the same fucking day. Every video got a million views. Okay, so now if YouTube's going to add that statistic in, and this happened on one day, and the other 29 days of the month, nobody watched my shit. You're telling me that I have 10 million monthly watchers on my YouTube channel? No, you don't. It's got to be consistent. You do, do you not understand that? I, like I said, I don't agree. I like, I, like, <laughs> but yeah. so say for you instance, still, you still get the stream, but this is again, this is goes to a much bigger problem. Okay. Let's say you have a hundred malls, right? And all hundred malls are all streaming the rap caviar playlist, right? All day, every day. That's all they fucking play. How are those, 
how and why should those list those streams be counted towards Jack Harlow's monthly listenership? First of all, those people are not choosing. Actually, I'm sorry. That doesn't make sense what I just said. But the person's account. I'm getting fuddled. I'm, I'm fucking pissed off. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I'm about to say right now doesn't make sense. But I, I, that, that more so has to do with the streams. I feel, I feel like those streams should count for less because they're not being chosen by. Do you understand what I'm saying here? It has to do with the space again. If you're playing a, a playlist in a space where there's just a thousand people, that stream for that song should be counted as less because it is not one person listening in their car, listening in their home. It is a thousand people listening in a space where it's just a playlist playing. I feel like those streams should not be valued as high as someone who sits at home on waiting for an album to drop and listens to that album. Does that, does that make sense? That comparison? I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I don't know that that's fair to the artist because the artist didn't choose where that song got played. Yeah, but it's the same thing as there being different royalty rates in different countries. Like, there's different payout rates. Like, sure. the, the streaming the streaming rate in the States is, is more than it is in, in Argentina. Like, it's For sure. different. For sure. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if, if it's just going to be a place that's going to pick a fucking station, like, on Pandora and just stream that shit all day, every fucking day. Like, that, that, that to me, if I'm an artist, I would want to know that. I would want that. Yeah, sure. Maybe that makes my stats look cool. But does that mean I really have... 50 million monthly listeners? No, it doesn't. 12% of those came from playlists that are just on in fucking malls and that people are just, it's random fucking atmosphere music. Sure. I, I, I'd want to know that. They should, Spotify, you should add that shit to your stuff. That playlists should be a stat. In, open, in open areas where nobody's really fucking listening. Yeah, that, that should be a stat. So that way people who are taking their analytics and using them for booking, that would help. One stream, one time, one month, should not be counted as a month listener. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking look this up when I'm done because I want to see what it takes because that's bullshit. One fucking stream? You think so? One stream. Maybe for someone who's trying to break it, but if I'm fucking Eminem, one stream? No, bro. Come on. To each their own. No. I don't even want to do this podcast with you more. You sound like <laughs> a fucking idiot. Okay. Dumbass. Back to the topic. Back to free forms of promotion. <clears throat> When you distribute your music to Pandora, there's this tool. It's called Pandora AMP. I see that middle finger, Caitlin. Who? Exactly. I'll edit that. You, you keep posting these with my name on the bottom, too. I only post them to YouTube because I can't edit it. I don't have the Adobe to edit the full thing out, so I can't. I can only edit. Well, I just need to. I need to clips. change my login name then. Okay. Um, but yeah, so when you upload your music to distributors and it goes to Pandora, whether it's on Pandora radio, Pandora streaming, whatever it is, there's this tool called Pandora amp. And so if you're pushing your Pandora page and any song that has come out within the past 365 days and has 10 plays within a week is eligible to run a free campaign where they will analyze your song and then put it on similar stations to that sound and the sonics of that song. And then anytime it then it gets put into kind of a rotation. Anytime it gets thumbs up, that boost goes up higher. And there's uh, a way for determinate for gaining some fans that way. Also, people will Shazam you that way and discover where you're at and stream you elsewhere as well. And go to you should discuss places. you should discuss what Shazam is because I'm still a little confused. I thought all I did was identify a song. 
It does. So Shazam does identify a song. So when you're like, and the thing with Pandora is people will hear it on their Pandora and they'll keep it playing, but then they'll open the Shazam app within their phone. They'll be like, what is this? And then they'll go save it to Spotify or Apple or whatever it is. A lot of people still use Pandora. What I'm noticing is people will use Pandora to discover music and then save it to their on-demand streaming. Even though Pandora has an on-demand streaming service, but it just seems like they've integrated more sort of Spotify, Apple, and Amazon at this point. So they'll discover there and then so you realize like five years ago, Pandora was the leading streaming service. Yeah, they were, they were number one. Yeah, and they've completely swapped out at this point, which is yeah. wild. I think they're trying to re-come back. I think Sirius XM and uh, Radio just bought them not too long ago and put Pandora in like... So Sirius XM puts everybody in the dashboard of their, of their cars pretty much, and they mm-hmm. just bought Pandora, so that's now going to be integrated. Well, um, I know you already said this, but I just looked it up. So I'm just going to say this out loud for whoever listens to this. Monthly listeners are unique users who stream your music at least once in a 28-day window. That's fucking whack. I disagree with you, but I digress. That's because you're an artist that's still trying to make it. That's why you disagree. You're like, that looks good for my stats. Yeah, but that's the point. Is that one person, one song in four minutes, in however many minutes or in a month, is that person coming to your show? Are they a fan? I'm not saying that the monthly listener should classify as a fan. So from the booking standpoint, I get that. But say, for instance, I think it's a dumb stat for Spotify to have published anyways, like your monthly listener stat. I think that's a dumb stat. But I do think that it is valuable to know, hey, my songs were streamed this many times this month by this many people this month. So that way you know what your stream per listener ratio is. But that's what I'm saying I, if they're going to have that stat, I don't think it's dumb, but I think it's a dumb stat to have altogether. Like, I think it's just like a false social proof stat that doesn't actually do anything. Especially when there's botted playlists that people can be on to boost it. Well, plus on top of that, a lot of people, um, like, I mean, take Jelly Roll, for instance. Look at his, uh, look at his real quick. I got uh, three minutes and 53 seconds before I need to switch to a new Zoom because this thing only has 40 minutes. No, it's fine. We can wrap this up right after I tell you about Jelly. Okay. Because we didn't really... We just ranted the whole time. So Jelly Roll has 4 million monthly listeners on Spotify, but that man can pull five to 7,000 people a show. That adds up to me. Uh, I think it doesn't add up. I think that he should have 20 million miss- month listeners. g Easy has 14 million and can do the same numbers. So you get what I'm saying? Like, like Webby, Webby has a million, 12.1.2. He could do, I don't know, 500 to 1,000, depending on the market. I, I just don't think, I don't think his Spotify numbers reflect that. Well, I think that's why I it's think- a, a dumb metric because, like, say, for instance, Jelly Roll has – 4 million monthly on Spotify, but then look at the <clears throat> look at the stat ratio of people who listen to music in that genre, specifically country, on Spotify versus what they listen to it on Apple Music and YouTube, because country is far more popular on Apple Music than it is Spotify. So it's based like what's basing where these artists have their fan bases at. Fair. So I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's a proper stat to have up there to base the value of what that artist can pull in the booking sense. Oh, so this is the last thing I was going to say about this, because this this is another thing that takes me off, too. 
Um, obviously, on, on Spotify, they have the <laughs> statistics on how many streams they uh, each song has. Again, it's almost like saying, hey, what was it every thousand streams equals one sale is what it is. Every thousand streams are worth one sale. 1,500. They changed it? Yeah, it's 15. So that's the point. So if there's a metric to determine the sale with the amount of streams, I still think there should be a weight given to the streams based upon how it's being used. So if you have 10 million views, if you have 10 million views, 10 million streams on your song, like there's got to be a metric or a way for them to value the stream based upon how it's being used. That's my personal opinion. Now I'm not, I, I get it. That's not fair to the artist. Hey, the song is streamed. It should be a stream. I get that. But like, if it's a stream that no one's actually listening to, then why is it? What? Why does that matter? I like, say if, yeah. if it's in a mall again, use that as a as a reference point. If it's in a mall, they play the same playlist. That song is just like a radio station where it gets played fucking fifty times in one day. Okay, maybe it takes five streams in in an open space of five thousand square feet for it to equal one actual stream that it go, would go towards a sale. Because if I'm just sitting here racking up fucking. I don't know. You've got 10 billion streams and all 10 billion come from being played in the fucking mall. Like, cool. Like you're going to make a lot of money, but you don't really have any, like, how do you make, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. We're out I mean, of time. It, yeah. Yeah. We out of town. Uh, I think I got to every social media for the free ones. Uh, TikTok and reels is similar. So reapply the Instagram ones to your TikTok um, platforms. And outside of that, I guess we're going to have to tune in next week for another debate. I'd rather just debate things and have fucking topics. We can start a topic and then just fucking argue over it. I'm down. All right. We'll catch you guys next week.